Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape, then we're the path. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. You want some soup? Don't you agree? Another happy landing. All right, boys, welcome back. Uh, we got this Blake and uh, Reed and Bryce in the escape pod with us today. Hello, hello. Good to be back. Always a fun time. What's up, my dude? How's it going, guys? We've got a, got a crazy episode to talk about. Um, it's all the rage online because, of course, a very familiar face shows up that uh, a lot of people have been familiar familiar with for for quite a, for quite a long time uh since uh since the days of clone wars and of course there's another one of dave's characters popping back up again finally but, live uh, action don't forget and people have been waiting to see this for a long long time seems like yeah the, uh, all these characters if you want to see them live action you had to go to star wars celebration and look for the right costume <laughs> oh yeah yeah absolutely i mean people have been cosplaying as this character for years and there's like the whole following behind bo katan and all the Mandalorians. Oh, 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 the name's out now. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to back. go through this in order. Just, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a pretty cool episode. Um, I don't know. I mean, like we can just like again, we can just like popcorn around. But um, like I wrote like a list of things down that that I kind of wanted to bring up. Um, but uh, a list or an essay? <laughs> a list, just just a list, just a list, you know, because I, I, you know, I is like this to. This like the it, short answer questions in university, Josh, where they're like, "This is a short answer question. Answer with like three pages." <laughs> yeah, if if that was, I, I'd be I'd be failing that if if that was the case. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it was it was a pretty cool episode. What do you guys have to think about it? Oh, I loved Honestly, it. Yeah, I have to say it was fantastic. It was, it was great action. That was really cool, and the. Uh, I honestly all, bring back all of the original aliens and seeing like a water world that's in live action with all the all the aquatic species. I thought was freaking cool. Yeah. And the whole ending also was pretty sweet because like it almost felt like something out of Clone Wars or Rebels, but finally live action, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What about you, Bryce? Yeah, I don't know what I like most. Um. I, I think I found that the scale was really good in this, like mm. the scale of, of like the uh, the ship in general, and uh, I don't know, and just just the way it, like the episode felt like it was more based on a real setting, if that makes sense at all. Is in like, like the on this planet or? Yeah, it, it just I don't, I don't know. Like I really dug the planet, and I and I dug like at the start, you know, like the landing sequence when you get the person being like hey like the guy's dude, like you gotta slow down, down. Yeah. yeah 
Like, like it definitely felt like a real airport. Like, I, I don't agree. know. Like, it, it, is, it, it felt like, there like was a lot of airport references in this. It this was. Episode. It almost feels like you're saying, and I, the first time I watched it, I, this is was, was my thoughts as well. Is it almost felt like a story that you could pull out of like a D and D campaign? Yeah. Mm, yeah, for sure. Like with a with a heist. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, yeah. What about you, Reed? Yeah, I really liked it. It was a great episode. Like, yeah, I loved the the setting. It was awesome to see some of the OG aliens and stuff like that doing what, you know, amphibious aliens do, yeah. uh, <laughs> or or more or less amphibious. Um, but yeah, I liked the the setting and then like the transition to the the ship and stuff like that and the stuff we got to see with the ship. That was like they had some great shots uh, of the ship. Like it was it was. Uh, like i really like that it wasn't just like oh yeah we're just gonna sneak in onto the the ship while it's still in port and then just like it, you know the rest of what we got to saw was just like inside of the ship and like tight corridors and stuff like that mm -hmm. like like they jetpacked onto the ship while it was moving and then they had their little uh piratey action go on but yeah it was pretty cool right yeah, no, it's uh, a lot of cool stuff that popped up in this one. Uh, like the first thing that came up that that I kind of pointed out at least was uh, at the at the docks they've got this big huge like I guess in in our world it would be like a big crane, but they've mm -hmm. kind of got a repurposed like ATAT that's just walking around in the water, and uh, I thought that was really cool because I mean of course like in an, in a New Hope like it kind of it kind of calls back to a lot of the traditions that they had in that movie as far as repurposing a lot of stuff and mm. uh in general i think a lot of the technology around that time is 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 uh supposed to be like old junk right so i like the idea that that they've been like this is now five years later you know since the emperor died and all this stuff well did he i don't know uh, but, uh, <laughs> but uh but yeah it, it it's been five years and it's like this stuff is unused, maybe crap, like lying around, not just working abandoned. anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, abandoned from a previous war that's just not going on anymore. And, you know, people, people repurpose that, that stuff. That immediately makes me think of uh, when we, when in Rebels, when we finally see, um, like, Captain Rex and, like, and Commander Wolf. And they're, like, they've, like, repurposed the, the ATTE tank. Yeah. It's almost kind of like, kind of like that same style. Which yeah, is super yeah, totally. cool. It is something that seems really uh, reoccurring in Star Wars. Yeah, for sure. It's it's um, it's it's a tradition that just kind of follows through like everything, right? Uh, that's actually something that I didn't really get a lot of in like the newest films that came out. Uh, but aside from Rogue One and Solo, but uh, but yeah, it's it's something that they've really tried to kind of uh pronounce in this show a lot like uh, like anakin's yeah, pod racer being a speaker yeah, that's, that's and yeah. um all that stuff right like it's it's really cool to see all that stuff so um yeah but anyway in the in the beginning of this this uh this episode did you guys catch any of that any anything like that anything interesting well i think i i spoke about this slightly when we we're watching it but the like the first episode the the new frog alien like i was kind of kind of iffy on it had some cool stuff but i was like you know, it, it's this new alien. Didn't think too much of it. But I actually thought in this episode, seeing it in context with the other aquatic alien species, it actually just fit in, like, super well. Like, if they were if, – if it was in the original trilogy, I could totally see that. Like, Yeah. It, yeah, it was just 
transitioned in super smooth. Yeah, I mean, it was super weird to see an amphibious like frog alien. Yeah, exactly. On I was just like, really? Like you're you're of here? all places. Yeah. yeah. Like okay, whatever. Yeah, the the physical design of this of that species is actually pretty cool. Like it 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 just feels very Star Wars, very George. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, so like you know, big name drop, uh, Bo Katan, of course, like <laughs> coming in uh, almost right from the get go on the episode, and uh, you know it, it's pretty cool that that they they established this almost like right away because for the last season or so of Mandalorian, I've been somewhat confused because in the animated series, if any of you guys have seen them, uh, they, the Mandalorians are always removing their helmets. Yeah, uh, they are. And, yeah, and they, so don't, they don't say this is the way and, or any of that stuff, right? And I've been like, for the last like year, I've been like, Dave, like, what, what is up, man? Like, like Bro, you're the guy I'm... who came up with, like, half this stuff. Like, why, why are we not, you know, why is there this big inconsist- inconsistency? Did you think they were, they were retconning the Mandalorians, Josh? Well, I, I, not exactly, because I, I, I thought that we'd get more flashbacks or whatever. There's just something, some explanation, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh... Like, sure, Mando's, sure. Mando's group, to me, almost feels like the original Mandalorians that we kind of got in the old EU. Yeah. As well as... Yeah. Uh, specifically in like the like KOTOR games and stuff. Like they felt very in line with the Mandalorians you come across in the first KOTOR. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and it's like Bo-Katan put it, like the she, she kind of points out, it's like, oh, he's one of them. You know, as soon as he states like, you took your helmet off, you're not real Mandalorians. And she's like, uh, yeah, we are. Like we were all born in Mandalore, fought in the Purge, and you're just like this cultist person. So yeah. I think it was pretty it's cool that off. she... She finally like clarifies it for me at least because uh, she points out that uh, he's a child of the Watch and uh, they're a cult of religious zealots that want to establish the ancient way, right? And the ancient way being like this super, uh, this super old school way of running Mandalore that I guess nobody really cares about anymore. But uh, they still have this warrior culture that that lives within them. But uh, but yeah, I, I think it was interesting that there, there's another kind of like group that's kind of splintered cell off of them uh mm. that that does that does this right like they adopt people and in, into their into their cult and and just kind of adopt them as one which of is them. again that's what the traditional mandalorians all did right in the right. eu that's what they yeah. like there was no race of mandalorians it was uh they generally would find kids that were abandoned in war-torn areas and they would like adopt them and then they would be raised Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, so it's super cool that they have actually drawn off that stuff. And um, I don't know, that, that was like my pretty much my favorite part of this episode, honestly, was that they actually cleared that up and, and made, that, made that a thing. Because the other thing is like when I thought back to the flashback scene when uh, Din Djarin gets like taken by the, the Mandalorians in, in the first place when he's like a really young kid. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure those those Mandalorians had a Death Watch logo on Did they, their... Dude, I have to go back and check because I was wondering that because I was going to yeah. mention. Like, it's interesting that she called him a, a member of the Watch and obviously she would have actually known Death Watch from the Clone Wars series. So I didn't yeah. know if it, was, if it was like a splinter cell of Death Watch or if Death Watch changed their name because Death Watch in the show, they took their helmets off. Like pretty... Pre-Vizla, yeah, right? Yeah, so. exactly. Like Pre-Vizsla was the leader of Death Watch and and they 
that's what they did. Like they they just didn't care, right? They took their helmets off all the time. So but at the same wonder, time, they were also trying to establish the old ways, same as the watch. Uh, they were not like the ancient old ways, but they were trying to reestablish their culture as a warrior culture rather than what Satine believed as far as being a pacifist culture, right? So but they, so they wanted he, to reestablish Mandalore, did they not? Because they had a queen, they didn't have a Mandalore, which was like a like a they, warrior king. Uh, well, anyone who anyone who basically is like the Mandalore is supposed to be like their leader, right? So I think that can be either race because in a warrior culture, like they have both. Um, but I mean, uh, like Satine was wasn't really wouldn't have been considered Mandalore, at least in the traditional sense. N- no, not in the traditional sense. No, yeah, but uh, but I think Pre Vizsla was like going for that kind of we're a warrior culture. This is what we deserve, kind of thing. Uh, but I don't necessarily know if he was actually involved with this cultist. What I like to think, though, because there's a bit of a small disconnect there between like there's this there's this group called the Watch, and then of course we know Death Watch, right, from Clone Wars. Uh, but the only like connection that I think could happen between the two is is after the Purge, when uh, perhaps when when Mandalore is taken or whatever by the Republic, taken back. That is uh, a lot of those. Death Watch Mandalorians that that stayed with uh, the stayed with Maul, you know, in that final in that final battle, <clears throat> you know, it makes me think maybe some of them actually got away, and okay. uh, I think maybe because in that flashback sequence you still see B two battle droids and separatist, you know, yeah, yeah, droid, whatever, right? Yeah, cool, so it makes me wonder if maybe he had a subset of people that maybe Splinter Cell off of death watch in that last mm-hmm. moment or maybe even before that and kind of like previous it's like yeah we're a warrior culture we want to do this but let's do it even better like let's do it the old-fashioned ancient way of doing things bring right. back that warrior culture yeah. but let's bring back even more let's bring back all right and, the and whole just, way just because we right? can from now on no, no one's allowed to take off their helmet all right starting now yeah also yeah, exactly. let's, uh, let's just lose the death part I think it's yeah. bad for business. Yeah. Let's just be bad that advertisement. Yeah. Let's go through a new uh, a renaming process. Are you guys that uh, that Death Watch? No, 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 no. We're we're the Watch. Give us a challenge. <laughs> we're not the Death Watch. We're the Watch. The one and yeah. only. The watch. watch. We'll be watching. Yeah. yeah. The... Watch what you do, because that's, that, that's our job. <laughs> yeah. We're the we're the Watch Mandalorians. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it makes me think like maybe that's what actually happened. But of course, that small fact is not confirmed yet. But it makes me wonder at some point in the future, maybe we'll get the answer to that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, very cool stuff. Um, I don't know. what what. Again, back to you guys. Is there, is there something else that you, you maybe caught? I was actually going to ask a question. I'm wondering about those two other Mandalorians. Are they new characters or were they reoccurring as well? Because I didn't recognize them. I know the, they at least said the name of the the other guy but i'm not sure about the other woman oh um like the the two other mandalores that were with bo katan yeah they yeah they've never showed up before okay so they're yeah. new i didn't know they're, if they, they're new characters yeah they've been seen before yeah although someone someone in the twitter sphere pointed out uh, that there's a bit of a missed opportunity to make that guy uh sabine's Brother, brother or something yeah. like that there was there was something that was floating around which is like oh that guy should have been this guy and all they needed was a name change and would have been fine and i was like 
Yeah, that's all right. Um, it's true. It, it makes me wonder, though, if maybe they have more plans for this character that they didn't want. Yeah, to... I mean, like, too many big name drops at once yeah, doesn't yeah. seem like a good idea. Like, exactly. it leaves it yeah. open-ended. Makes the galaxy feel smaller. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, I thought it was really funny that Quarns are still, like, this super greasy race that just, like, can't be trusted. Because <laughs> I, I feel like... <laughs> they really are just in the background in the original trilogy, but then in the EU, they're always like crime lords and like these like terrible greasy creatures. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. Uh, it, that was also kind of canonized in Clone Wars when they're like trying to overthrow the Mod Calamari Republic. Yeah, and, like, for sure. They're yeah. like underhandedly like maneuvering them and trying to like scheme their way in. Yeah. And, and, and- even in the first episode of The Mandalorian, like the first encounter that he has in that bar is this, this yeah, yeah, you're, you know, he's, he's and, and he's like, is that real Beskar? And, you know, they all seem to have this obsession with Beskar, but um, never seem to be able to take it from the guy. It's true, <laughs> hey? Well, I know the value. I think that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. But hey, man, don't trash on the, my uh, my Quarians because I've uh, led many a glorious charge for the Rebel Alliance in the Battlefront games so as as a Quarian character. <laughs> oh, that seems like oh, Rebels you can play. Quarians, like, they, the they Quarians. do seem to be like second class citizens. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> well, if they were so greasy, uses them as bantha food. Or what are you talking about? <laughs> if they weren't so greasy, it's like you're I a really second think... class citizen because you're greasy. Yeah. <laughs> Could you be more of a you know upstart, be good good humanitarian or something? Good member of society. Oh, I bet you the Mon Calamari are super racist towards them. Like they make probably them, like, yeah stay underwater for the first part. They're not even allowed to like come up. To the surface, they have to live underwater, like on on Montella. Oh, you got climb on everything. Well, this 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 planet was actually uh, it's a planet we've never seen before. It was called uh, what was it called again? Trash. 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 Yeah. Trash. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Uh, um, but I I like that that we've been seeing some some new places that. Uh, you know, I've nothing to do with with previous places that we've seen because uh, because yeah, it does it does kind of make they, there's a good balance here because it does make the galaxy very small if they keep using the same planets over again, but at the same time, it's not like they go out of their way to make everything different, right? Like because like we're mm, seeing a yeah. lot of similarities still with I, aliens and stuff popping up all over the place. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like this, I love this planet because it was like we haven't seen like an all ocean planet from what I can remember. Except for like uh, Camino, basically. Hmm. So it's as kinda, well it cool as it. um, I'm like no name now, but on Solo's planet, right? Oh yeah, that had a pretty big ocean. Yeah, um, yeah, Corellia. Corellia, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I almost ocean planet though. Okay, okay, maybe just for the movie took place. Because at first I thought like just visually that we were actually on Corellia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, when I saw the trailer, I actually thought this was Moncala, and uh, and that these were like surface floating docks or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like that maybe maybe it was like a, like a I don't know a less wealthier part of the planet where people couldn't live underwater, and I don't know maybe maybe yeah. something happened because because uh, you know I know in the comic books like they've Mon Calamari has been through a lot, so uh it's possible maybe like the empire destroyed most of the underwater homes and they have to kind of survive on on top now before they rebuild or whatever right uh so i, I actually thought for a long time it was moncala but but uh it's moncala right the name of the planet i think so i think that's right yeah yeah so Although, 
I, I was playing Squadrons and they called it. They just called it Mon Calamari or something like that. It's just the race. Is it Mon? Oh, okay. Yeah, but they I... called the planet, so I was really confused. Maybe I got it backwards. Maybe the race is the Mon Cala. And the I just heard Mon, Mon Cala. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. We're just Mon Cal. Mon Cal. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, I just remember as them as the Admiral Akbar people. Uh, it's a trap. Yeah. yeah. I, I just t I just remember as the planet that I wouldn't want to go and take a whiff of the air because man, it would smell fishy. Like. Hey, you know what, fishy. dude? Like I was saying, it's sushi heaven, bro. Like don't, <laughs> don't get in my way. <laughs> I know what the Empire was thinking. They had the right idea. Yeah, actually, one thing that kind of annoyed me when the corn sprung the trap on Mando and they like pushed the kid in and it's like eaten by that Sarlacc thing. He just like dives in and then immediately gives up and tries to get out. Like he didn't even try to kill that monster. Not even. Oh a yeah. He's just it's like, no, I don't water. So we also yeah. learned that. Uh, there's sound effects of him like struggling to breathe. So his suit is not uh, vacuum sealed, but yeah, I think yeah. the other Mandalorians kind of were. Weird. Yeah, because traditionally the Mandalorian suits are are vacuum sealable, so they go in space. Yeah, but the one the woman who dove down and actually killed that creature, I think hers was sealed. Yeah, right. But she's yeah, also yeah. been and, on this planet for a while, probably. So when they took their helmets off, it had that kind of vacuum seal noise to it as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe she just tried a bit harder, took a big breath. Yeah, yeah it could be right. Mando's yeah. Just he is a Mandalorian after all. He should be well, able to do this. Well, if it's not vacuum sealed, he would have dove in, and this helmet just would have been immediately full of water. And we've seen that he has like an like a heads up display. It's not just a lens, so he'd just be immediately blind. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So one thing, uh, one thing that kind of caught my attention. Because we, we, of course, just went through all the sequel films, right? Yeah. Uh, with the commentary tracks. Mm -hmm. One thing that really caught my attention was uh, all the officers on board this ship, which, uh, speaking of the ship, popped right out of Star Wars Rebels. Um, and uh, <clears throat> the officer there in charge was this really quiet, kind of cold, calculating guy. And it reminded me a lot of the original trilogy films, right? Which okay. then compared like when when this the whole incident is happening and the ship is under attack and then you know half his people get like blasted out the airlock or whatever, yeah. I was like I was like man this guy keeps his lid on like if this it was, was very imperial if yeah this was, they, uh, they did a good job yeah if this was if this was like a first order uh, officer yeah. or like they'd be red in the face just like yeah. screaming, screaming at people and like losing yeah. their self yeah it would just be yeah it'd just be yeah. a nightmare which room did you lock them in we locked them in the yeah. storage room control panel room <laughs> like what you idiots what are you doing yeah i love that like classic uh imperial officer like cold professionalism like yeah i like that a lot better than what they did with the sequels it just i don't know where everyone's just a cranky like yeah. tantrum child or whatever yeah exactly <laughs> oh, yeah it, just, it feels more realistic, you know what I mean? Like an actual military personnel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they don't like just like scream at each other all the time. Well, I mean, like if you're like in a frontline unit, that's probably a little different. But you don't just like scream at each other all the time at the top of your lungs, like and yeah, no. go red, red like, in the face. Especially like, not the people in control, because that just tells <laughs> everyone under you that you have no control of what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're about to say something there, Bryce. What was it? 
I'm not quite sure. I, I will. I will. Um, I will say though that that guy was excellently cast. Oh yeah. yeah. Green. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've seen sure. him in stuff before. I just don't remember what it what it was. He's been I, in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he did look familiar. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't uh, place the the face to a name, mm. but yeah, he did look very. Um, like I've seen him in other stuff before. Yeah. I also uh, like the the squirmy pilots and the uh, imperial kind of officer that was in. In the storage <laughs> yeah, 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 the, yeah. The dude, <laughs> that was yeah, great. It's pretty funny yeah, for sure. Yeah. The the first officer I've ever seen like stand for stand to like alongside a stormtroopers. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just like actually, they're like in the middle of the fight. Though he only took like one shot and then just like ran away. But still, he's like, he's he like, tried. I did my I did my due diligence. I yeah. put, put blaster rounds down range <laughs> and. and uh, I didn't see that as well the second time, but I'm still 90% sure that they just shot their own stormtrooper in the back. He was standing right in front of the door. So I think they like they wouldn't be able to shoot the Mandalorians you know what? Like, through I the think... door because that guy was blocking the, the entire way. So like so, they all would have just shot that stormtrooper. I think we have another case here of who shot first, the uh, the Mandalorians <laughs> or the Imperial officer. Oh, Good actually, speaking, <laughs> speaking of which... Speaking of which, thank you for bringing this up because uh, a new book just came out uh, called uh, Star Wars Archives, right? And uh, it's about the, the the newest one covers the prequels, special editions, and and George's version of the sequels. But um, the first one that came out two years ago was also called Star Wars Archives, episode four through six, though, and and that was all about the making of, you know, the original trilogy and and everything. Um, between these two books, uh, I think it was I think it's the newest one that came out. There's been some clarification on that whole who shot first thing, right? And and all the evidence now is pointing towards like the reason why George changed it, right? Yeah. Is because that's actually the way he intended it to be. Like and all evidence actually points to that when like in this book. Um so I thought that was pretty crazy. Just so anyone mm-hmm. listening, if if they're still torn up about it, uh that's that's actually like from the words of George Lucas, aside from you know, changing it. Like this is actually like the original intent. But then, why um, in the original cut does Greedo not shoot at all? <laughs> well, you see, they they do a lot of like they do some breakdown in this particular uh, in this particular book, and they even have like the notes uh, for for like the edit and everything as to like what frame cuts where and what happens when. So um, yeah, you just look at, look into that section, and it's it's pretty interesting. Like I I always I, I thought that was. Just an interesting little factoid that came out. Um, yeah. And not to get too off topic, but along with the fact that Darth Maul was supposed to be training Darth Talon in in the sequels and all that stuff. Oh, I, I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if George thought about that when he brought him back in the Clone Wars, if that was his intent or not. But That'd be cool. Because uh, she ended up just being an EU character. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he liked the design so much that he's got a thing for Twi'leks, George, because... Oh, don't we all? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He got he got the uh, the he got Ala Secura's idea for Attack of the Clones out of a comic book as well that came around before the the movie was in pre production and all that. And he and he liked the 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 cover or at least the design of the character. And he's like, Mm -hmm. I I want that in the movie. He sees this Twi'lek who's like uh, scantily clad, has next to no clothing on. He's like, just give her some lightsabers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but we need her to be good. I'll make her blue. <laughs> 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 ah, make a blue. 
like, dang it, Yoda's already green. <laughs> yeah, so, it, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of an interesting interesting thing. Anyway, this new book is out there, and it's got a lot of cool stuff in it. But, That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, people online have just been posting little, uh, well, some people who, who have an early copy have been have been posting little like sections like online and yeah the the thing is massive it's like a 300 dollars book and it's like oh oxford, yeah Ox, oxford thick yeah oh so, so like it, we're talking about an encyclopedia oh yeah 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 we're talking we're talking like this is extensive research that has never been done before like wow. yeah it's insane uh, a lot Dang, of pic- a lot of pictures that never yeah. been yeah, yeah, and everything. It's, it's just documenting the whole thing. But that's crazy. Anyway, um, so, so we didn't we talk about the confirmation of Ahsoka Tano. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, actually, let's let's get to that in just a sec, because uh, before that, uh, the topic of the dark comes up. Uh, uh, when, true. when when Bo Katan kind of whispers in the Did officer's she... ear uh, before, uh, uh, yeah, the, it, it came up uh, around the the time of. It's like I knew that's what she, she brings was it up a couple times because she or she brings it up to the Mandalorian because she's like they have something that like I need to know if they have it. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah but did she, she ever ex- like explicitly say the dark saber? Because we uh, all yeah. know that's what yes. she's alluding to. Okay. Yeah, yes. she says it to the officer who takes that Star Wars version of cyanide, uh, which was also pretty cool. But <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, she 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 says like, where is it? And you know, like, I think who has it or where is it or where is he? Well, I, I think guess. she knows that, um, or she's heard the rumor that the leading officer has it, and he's he, she was asking him yeah. for confirmation. Yeah, yeah, and like, where is the guy? Kind of thing. She's like trying to track him down. Um, so yeah, very cool stuff because that's been the only that's been another hole aside from this whole Mandalorian cult thing. Uh, that's been the other hole that's kind of been driving me crazy is like what happened to the dark saber since How did that get it yeah like because like because he just pops up and he's got it but the last time i saw it was in the hands of bo katan when sabine gave it to her in star wars rebels right so it's like well all this time has gone by we know something bad has happened on on mandalore or something because now this guy has it and he said he said so himself that he did something uh on mandalore and a lot of people died so uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's nice to know that all these like things are getting filled in at this point. Mm. But um, yeah, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard directed this episode, uh, which of course she she directed a couple or maybe one or something like that on the first season. But uh, she's you know she's Ron Howard's daughter. Uh, Ron Howard ended up finishing uh, and directing Solo, uh, but. Uh, Ron Howard and George go way back, and uh, I think Bryce Dallas Howard's like an awesome director. You know, I think she did a great job. I think she did a good uh, job too. Uh, yeah. If she had anything to do with the music, though, that'd be my only flaw because yeah. the music in this episode was really weird. It was very like. Since. Bryce, uh, yeah, Bryce, Bryce you Space pointed punk. something out about the music too, right? What was it you said? I didn't actually quite catch it. When we were I don't it. know. It just seemed like you'd see it on a like a cheap action film, like Die Hard, or like maybe maybe something more modern, like. Mm. It's very eighties. I thought yeah, yeah. I got, but I got a very strong space punk vibe from yeah, uh, from Blade the, Runnery. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was gonna say like Riddick or something like that. It feels like. Yeah. That, right? 
Yeah, I think Clone Wars actually got very creative with the music at times, so maybe it's... Uh... Well, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I actually didn't mind it, but then again, I don't mind the opening logo to the whole thing anyway, so... <laughs> guys, um... guys, guys, we must bring balance to the score. <laughs> and, uh, it so... just, to me, in... I don't care if I'm like changing it up and like adding some extra kind of theme to it, but it should still be like classical style music at its base. That's that's fair. Yeah. Um, you're, wait, you're talking about the episode, right? Like the music? The music. Yeah. yeah. So it's like they've been adding a lot of the country stuff to it. I thought that was great. But going just full synth to me was a weird choice. Yeah. You know, it kind of reminded me of a less like a more heisty version of what we got in the Clone Wars finale, because I think... Uh, when that came out, I mentioned, I think maybe to some of you guys, that it felt very Blade Runnery, like the, the okay. music in that in that finale episode when it's leading up to Order sixty six. So um, it makes me it makes me kind of call back to those things, and it's like, oh, maybe maybe that's like a trend now with the Mandalorians. There's this, like that group in particular, is that there was this kind of like spacey kind of vibe to it, right? Uh, I don't know, but it's uh, it's interesting. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah. Oh. That's too bad you didn't like it. Like <laughs> <laughs> that. But I think, uh, uh, well, Dallas it's funny. Howard does the um. She does that one where he's in the village, that like shrimp farming village. I think she mm-hmm. does that. Yeah. Episode. Yeah, she did. Yeah. 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 Um. That was cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, so before I forget, so something I wanted to bring up. So they're like, you know, they're raiding this Imperial uh, freighter or transporter or whatever for weapons. And they bring kind of bring this up a few times that, you know, they, they're they going to, like, steal these weapons from it or whatever. And they're going to, like, retake Mandalore with it. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm kind of curious, like, where are they going to get all these, like, people from? Are there just, like, tons of Mandalorians, like, spread out around the whole galaxy or something like that? Or are they just going to build their own little private army of, like, non-Mandalorians? Like, It's also kinda... interesting, because in Clone Wars, we, re- we find out that modern Mandalorians, 99.99% of them aren't warriors at all. In fact, they're pacifists. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot of them during the days the Clone Wars are, um, and then I'm trying to think of Star Wars Rebels because I've seen that show maybe only twice, uh, and it's been a while since since I actually made a run through it. So it's actually interesting how much they've really based Mandalorians on like Norway. Oh yeah, for sure. Vikings. Yeah, yeah, because like they were like this Viking culture that like raided and like stole things from other cultures and brought them back. Like they would go, they'd steal stuff and then bring it back home because they didn't have a lot of like uh, natural resources in their homeland. And then yeah. now modernly, they're like one of the most socialist countries out there. So it's almost right. identical what they did with, with Mandalorians. Mm. Yeah, yeah, actually, that's that's a good point. Um, never really thought of that before. Um, it's it's also worth noting that that uh, the inspiration of Vikings are, are, are inspiring them with the new villains of in, that's going to be in the High Republic because... You know, big question about the higher republics is like, how's it going to work with, you know, no Sith as a main as a main villain kind of thing. Uh, but uh, there's uh, supposedly this group of of raiders that's going to be a, kind of the primary villain at this time in the galaxy. But um, be down for that. Yeah, Sounds also like inspired cool by idea. by Vikings and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, with Bryce Dallas Howard directing this episode, there was a, there was actually a, a very uh, there was a shot for shot 
replication of uh, when the ship is actually crashing into the back into the the ocean or whatever it's about to mm. you know yeah, the I saw this on Twitter. yeah yeah and and somebody pointed out that uh that this is like shot for shot replicating a, a sequence from apollo 11 which is yeah. her dad's her dad's film yeah exactly right? so <laughs> i was like this is pretty cool like like this is you know you get to see kind of like the 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 directors paying tribute to what inspired them and you know i like to think like as a little girl like you know her dad was like this hero making this amazing movie right that and maybe uh, people either that or her dad's it. like well i got you this job so you know do something yeah yeah, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> throw something in there for me no pressure make me happy yeah. yeah or at the end of the day it's like oh that was a great episode but you, you couldn't do something different <laughs> oh, <laughs> i don't know uh, it was I, cool yeah, i thought it was it, i thought it was pretty cool yeah I it, it, was it was subtle nice, it was very subtle yes yeah, super yeah. subtle it's easy to miss i didn't catch it until i saw the news and i was like oh no how, one did, saying, how did someone even spot that like it's only been out a couple days like that's i crazy. guess it only takes one person to have watched apollo 11 within the last week and realized that looks familiar <laughs> Are there that many people rewatching Apollo 11? Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't watched that movie since like 2013. I, I watched it. I think I own it. Oh, you own it? Oh man, you haven't watched it and you own it. Well, uh, no, I've watched I it because that's we're talking about the Tom Hanks one, right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Is that yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I own it. I've I've watched it like a couple times. I just haven't like watched it in a long time. Right. Must be like uh, the Sheldons out there, I guess. That just this this memory of like, like watch like the, the first two shots, like Apollo Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been it's been a while since I've seen it too. I think it's been about two years, but um, it's a good film. It's, it's a good it's movie. Awesome. Yeah, I like that one. Um, I don't know. I, then I mean, the last thing I kind of wrote down on my list uh, was uh, the whole big name Ahsoka name drop. Like she's on uh, in a city uh, on Corvus, a city called Caliban or whatever. Uh, new place, new planet, never seen it before. Interesting um, how it sounds like Corban. It, it does, yeah. It or does. Caliban. Okay. Getting <laughs> <laughs> nice. something there, I think. <laughs> Some inspiration. Is it, but have uh, we heard of Corvus before? I feel like that—that's a very familiar name. Uh, yeah, Corvus was the name of a character from Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, okay, I thought it maybe was a planet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, it's it's interesting that there's a planet named Corvus because uh, I'm wait, I'm not wrong about that, right? That's a character. I think no, you're right. Not. I think you're okay. right. All right. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just gonna leave it at that. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a character. But anyway. Um, yeah. So a lot of rumors for the last like year that have been circling around this particular scenario, and uh, I just want to know what you guys think about this. Now that it's confirmed, you know, it's, it's, it's coming this Friday, four days away. We're going to see Ahsoka in live action. Well, unless, your thoughts? unless Mando's heading towards that planet and ends up trapped with a bunch of other spiders and stuff. And then we got to wait a whole another episode. Oh, that's true. That's, true. that's what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Cause now that we know the name's going to be there, it's probably going to be the, the that's going to be our, our Luke. And we're going to be for the rest of the season, trying to get to Ahsoka Tano. Hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening where it's just the finale of this season will be like her walking out of a dark corridor or something. Oh, <laughs> and that's oh, all we'll get. I'm calling right now. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I'd like to know 
just in general, like, do you think that this is a good it's a good idea to bring in these these force wielding people into the show? Because like I I love the idea of bringing in a live action Ahsoka Tano into anything, but at the same time, I'm just kind of worried that it would draw away from those characters that we've that we've you know been. Mm. Well, Bo Katan I mean, would fall under that same label. Well, yeah, but at at the same time, I mean, like, as much as Bo Katan, as much as I love that character. It's not like she was the main character of Clone Wars, right? And Ahsoka is the main character, arguably, of, of Clone Wars. Like, by the end of the show, Dave kind of confirmed uh, Clone Wars is through the perspective of Captain Rex and Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. And, and, um, and so, yeah, so it makes me kind of say, like, wonder, okay, well, this is going to be the first ever uh, big named character that's like this is just as like big as if we had news that a live action Ezra Bridger was going to show up because well I was just going to say I'm pretty sure that if they're bringing in Ahsoka we're also going to get Sabine because last time we saw Ahsoka was with Sabine and yeah. Sabine is a Mandalorian so I can't see them not bringing her in as well yeah that's a good point yeah that's a good point and and uh, and and on that track as well is the fact that Dave Filoni hasn't given us any news or told us anything about any planned animated series that follows up on Star Wars Rebels and the fact that Ahsoka and Sabine went out to look for Ezra who was missing beyond the stars kind of thing um, who shot out there with Thrawn and it's like okay well you know they're gone but you know that explains why they're they're not around I guess in in the original trilogy but uh, but then there's the flash forward scene of the very last episode where it's like confirmed okay Ahsoka's alive she's been out there this whole time uh, and now her and Sabine have gone off to look for for Ezra Bridger and and this show takes place five years five years after that, or at least um, uh, maybe maybe not exactly five years after. The, I don't know when the flashback scene or flash forward scene, sorry, takes place. Uh, but we, I can imagine that it's a couple of years later. And uh, it's like, did they find Ezra? Are they still looking for him? Like, you know, what's did going Thrawn on? Thrawn get out too? Yeah, are we gonna see a live action Thrawn because because of this whole thing, right? Like, it's uh, it makes me wonder, like what what exactly is going to happen with this and like does this draw too much attention away from dinjarin and the child oh man i hope that gets brought up like uh someone just like asks ahsoka like so did you do it is ezra alive and they're like nah he's dead and that's it <laughs> <laughs> i just leave it at that yeah. <laughs> that's finale. how they finish that show the ultimate finale is just going to be like ahsoka fighting boba fett Oh, oh, dude! I mean, okay. Call <laughs> it now. This came, this came up uh, a little while ago when we were watching the first episode, and I mentioned, I think this is what I think is gonna happen. I think it's possible that Din Djarin could even possibly end up killing Boba Fett, uh, or maybe vice versa. But I highly doubt that. I think, I think it's possible that maybe we're gonna get the end of Boba Fett in this show. Uh, I don't know. Is Boba Fett more of a villain or a hero? That's the study was great. In 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 the Clone Wars, they painted him as this kind of reluctant, this reluctant uh, sort of protagonist who was out there fighting for himself. But at on the occasional, on the occasional job or experience, he actually did some good, right? right. And uh, at first, he was hell bent on just revenge with Mace Windu. But, uh, you know, after he gets out of prison and he's a bounty hunter and stuff like that, he's been working with Bosk and the crew. 
and uh, and there's some good stuff that actually comes out of his out of his um, uh, sort of relationship with Ventress and and all this other stuff. Um, and uh, you know, I like to think that like he he isn't a just a a bad guy, like a villain, you know. Uh, like I like to think he's just like what Blake said, like just a, a gray character who kind of does his jobs for the money and. Um, I always because I saw them kind of turning him into almost like a Wolverine kind of character, yeah. right? Yeah, I'd be I'd be down with that. I mean, that's like, kind of how he is. Like even in the EU and all the old uh, the old books, yeah. he actually ends up being more of a hero in the end, like, right? Ends yeah. up training like uh, the, new, the the twins, you know, the like um, mm-hmm. Han Solo and, and Leia's one of one of her one of their kids trains them, and he actually ends up becoming Mandalore as well, which. Yeah, I remember that part oh, too. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely more of a hero because he's like, he's trying to like the whole EU part of Boba Fett is he's trying to like get money to treat his clone cancer. Pretty much, that's yeah. his like shtick. Mm. Um, so now I'm really interested in what they're gonna do with him. Yeah, no, I am too. And and you saw all the facial scars from probably the Sarlacc stomach yeah. acid or whatever. Um, I mean, I could see them even not even. They might not, might not even show up again. That might just maybe that was just a like cameo. an Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Make the whole series just on that's, it. That's <laughs> that's a lot of like bringing Tamora Morrison in for a little cameo like that and then just leaving it. Like I honestly, I doubt that we're not going to see him again. Like I'm pretty sure it's been built up to this moment that we will. But uh, but that's know, just my that's just my speculation. The from our main character. That that's was my thing. worry. That's the thing. And that that's that's also kind of my question that, that evolves around Ahsoka Tano showing up because she was the main character of like the entire Clone Wars show. Like Boba Fett popped in that show quite a few times, but like she's like the main thing, right? Like she's like she was dominating television on Star Wars for years, right? Like and there's there's a lot of fans, there's a big group of fans that grew up with that show, uh, or even jumped on, you know, when it was already out for a little while. And that to them is is Star Wars, right? Like that's that's their the way that maybe even they were introduced to Star Wars was was the Clone Wars and this character Ahsoka Tano. Um, and you know, don't, don't get me wrong, she used to be very much a hated character up until the, the midway point of the show, and then I think people started to kind of jump onto the fact that this character is actually like pretty cool, like kind of likable at least. That's she got a lot less annoying for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. if you go back now and rewatch the first couple of seasons, you're just like, ugh. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty snippy. Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and you know, it's the sky same guy. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's wow. the same with it's the same with Ezra Bridger though, except towards uh, the end of. I never got over of, that one. I never got over Ezra Bridger though. I don't know if it was just because it was shorter. Maybe, it was, show, it was shorter. He had less time to kind of capture my attention i think honestly it just came down to the maturity of the show was geared yeah. a younger level of audience like slightly like we're talking like two years um but you know but 12 to 12 the difference between 12 and 14 is is pretty significant when you're looking at you know just the maturity of kids and media and whatever right but um but yeah i mean i don't know i think i think if she shows up it's going to have to be handled pretty well. Uh, yeah. I think if anyone can do it right, it's Dave. And I trust Dave to do that. I really do. I think he's very keenly aware that Mando is the main character. And I don't think he's going to let the other characters come in and, and push and push that out. 
I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's like, new it's, it's all just going to come down to, like, um, how, how they portray the characters and stuff like that and, like, where they generate the focus. Because, like, with this episode, right, like, you were saying that, like, sorry, I don't remember her name really, uh, the Mandalorian chick that's, like... Yeah, she wants to take back Mandalore or whatever, right? And she's already been in Clone Wars. So they could have potentially had, like, a character there kind of, like, upstar, um, like, the the Mandalorian as we know him. Uh, but they, I think they did fine with it. Like, it wasn't like, oh, hey, you're going to hang out with us for, like, the you know, the next, like, five episodes and tag along yeah. while we take back Mandalore. It was like, and oh, they become, no. like, a side character and he's, he's like, showing up around every corner by yeah. them. But no, speaking, yeah, but they... speaking of which, though, before we move on from that, I just wanted to mention that it was hilarious when they're like trapped outside the doorway. And they're like, "There's too many of them. What are we going to do?" And they're all just like, oh, 10,000, 8,000, Oh, we're all gonna die!" They're just saying they're not doing anything. So Mandalorian just <laughs> like, like oh, yeah, "I got, got this." And you, you think, yeah, you think he's gonna do something amazing? He just runs out there and just gets shot a whole bunch. And just like falls <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> just, like, like, I think it'd be funny to see a supercut of him just dying like a pleb. It's oh, actually yeah, an yeah. elite move. That took years <laughs> of training to figure out. I think, run out. Uh, I think it's, um, it's honestly kind of a missed opportunity in this episode to have shown off the Mandalorian kind of like uh, uh, wrist uh, shield things that they had in. in oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because we've, we've got those now in Battlefront 2. Uh, we've also got them in, uh, well, we've had them in Clones for quite a while and I forget if they showed up in Rebels at any point, but it would have been cool to see that effect happen because, um, I kind of like those, those little tiny, like bubble shield the shields. The yeah. Uh, I think the first time we saw them was in the original, original animated series. And there was the, mm, the yeah, on Dirge, 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 had, yeah. Dirge yeah. had them when he was fighting yeah. Obi-Wan. Yeah. He had the little red ones. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I hate right. those things. <laughs> Sorry, are we talking about the uh, Halo bubble shield or uh... Uh, the little the so on the in Battlefront two it's a it's kind of a a mimic of it uh, but oh yeah yeah it's yeah like the shield okay. that happens I know on what the heavy you're talking about. yeah on the heavy trooper yeah 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 so it's yeah, a bit dude, like I that. Know what that is <laughs> uh, but yeah the Mandalorians in the show they have like little kind of wrist ones that, that oh. they can activate yeah so it's happened a few times where they they've brought them out and um, yeah they did do the yellow blaster bolts though and i really I saw that. that that was cool that yeah. was always, very much appreciated yeah. i've always thought those kind of personal hand shields are a bit too like high tech for for star wars mm. in general like the so, droidica so, like i can what about the gungan the gungan shields gungans can have shields well, at least no one else. Shield, <laughs> uh, no one else. <laughs> at least with the Gungeon shields, they acted like you know there was like an impact from the blaster bolts and stuff like that. Yeah. Also, like, they had like a metal frame, frame. Like gooey yeah, shield. metal frame. That's true. Like yeah, that's true. What about uh, so? Okay, so do do you like or don't like Droidica shields? No, I, I do like those because they're kind of built behind the shield, like like it's like a bubble. Mm. Yeah, it's like it's like, and and they're they are a robot, so it makes sense that they can power this like. They're a massive, heavy robot. Droid, yeah, like droid, not a robot. Or, or, droid. Sorry. They can be a robot. <laughs> basically, a robot. We'll say droid. Yeah, like Gungans, because the Gungans, they basically are modeled after the Zulu, right? Those kind of like like African round shields. Yeah. And uh, yeah, kind of. 
Those shields are so great, though. Those shields much. didn't work out so great <laughs> for the Zulu. <laughs> just throwing that out there. They're like, what's that? A uh, uh, bullet traveling at like how many feet per second? Oh, yeah, our shields will block that. Nope. Cloth ones. Yeah. Like, magic, really you're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, wait. They all died. Whoops. Yeah. Yeah, but like, it, it, to me, it's kind of like you're throwing too much cool gadgets on like an already cool thing, and it just becomes yeah. like a bit too much. That's <laughs> fair. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because they got everything. They got like the wrist knives, the jetpacks, the missile launcher, <coughs> best car <know>, steel, <coughs> just yeah, invincible yeah. armor. Like, like <laughs> they got everything. They have a lot. Yeah. That's why uh, certain GMs don't like people playing Ma- playing Mandalorians. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you talking to me or you talking to Bryce? Yeah, I'm talking to both of you guys. <laughs> I don't mind you playing a Mandalorian. Just again, you're not getting Beskar armor. Up what? <laughs> playing some Mandalorian? Hey, doesn't let you and do it. Don't name them like Maverick. Maverick, <laughs> space, space star, or some shit. Space shooter, or just uh, Boba Fett, or wait, Boba Fett has Mandalorian armor. Never think, mind. There you go. What? What? He's uh, Boba Fett's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Feet Brothers. <laughs> There's always a Mandalorian in every goddamn game. Yeah, it's true. They're uh, popular, man. They're so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're no, they're pretty awesome. I think that's why everyone loves Boba Fett so much because he's he's just the cool like he's just the a, Buzz Light, he's the Buzz Lightyear of the Star Wars universe. <laughs> everyone wants a Buzz Lightyear, like yeah. you know. I mean, I wanted a Woody, All but right. you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go for Halloween as Woody anytime? Ooh, pretty I close, dressed man. up as Buzz Lightyear I, for like three I'm years in a at, row. I've got a Stetson on my bookshelf right now that I have worn, actually. <laughs> That's so funny. That oh, was, Stetson wasn't cheap either. I got it in Arizona. <laughs> oh, man. So I wasn't here for the last two episodes. What do you guys, where do you guys kind of rank them among uh, the episodes you've enjoyed oh, more or man, less? That's so hard to do. I got to mm. say the last episode was probably my least favorite so far out of the season. Really? I don't think it was that bad. Um, I, don't, I don't think it was I thought bad, it was all right. I, it wasn't like, I don't know. It was a filler. Know. It was a filler. Yeah. Um, like, I didn't feel like that, like, like it was that new to me because, you know, I've, I've watched the Alien movies many, many times. So it was kind of just like a throwback episode for me. Like, oh, hey, this is Star Wars. This is as close as we're going to get in Star Wars to, <laughs> to the Alien it, franchise. It, it, did es- it did establish some important things, though. Like, now we know that yes. there is a new republic that's actually patrolling parts yeah of i love that yeah that was, i, I that like that cool, too yeah cool I, I did enjoy a lot of the references in there and then of course you know dave pops up again as his pilot uh, trapper wolf is his name yeah um, of course it is we went over that last <laughs> week uh but yeah no to, to answer I, I at least for me uh that one not that i didn't like it but it was not my favorite um, it's really hard to choose between this episode and the first episode, though, because yeah. of course we had the big name drop in this one being like Bo-Katan, and of course Ahsoka now is mentioned. But uh, the first episode the first episode was great because also it paid off that terrible aftermath book that I had to get through, 
and completely made Cobb Vanth like That's legit, true. right? Like they made yeah. the character a, a, a thing that actually wasn't just there for like a couple scenes. He was there through like the whole thing, and they totally like brought in Tamar Morrison as Boba and everything, and made him alive. And I was like, this is awesome. And like, create Dragon, like it's it's really hard, honestly, for me to actually rank these two episodes. Like, yeah, I think but. I think the first episode's still my favorite because I'm a big movie monster guy. And the mm. crate dragging, that was kind I think of it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what about you, uh, Bryce? Uh, actually, this episode is actually my least favorite. Oh, really? Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just thought it was a bit, like, a little bit bland for me. I don't know. Hmm. Um, like, I feel like I've, I've seen Mandalorians before already in the show. Well, right. I mean, that, that's some cool stuff. Actually, maybe it's kind of tied with the last episode, but first episode is my favorite. But. And I'm not going to take credit for this because this is when my girlfriend and I were watching the the last episode. She kind of made a prediction of what was going to happen in the episode. And I was like, oh, that's definitely what's going to happen. And it didn't end up happening. And I was like, oh, really? what the heck? What, Your what idea was... was so much better than what I <laughs> Oh, no. It ruined, it ruined your view. You got to try, try and ruin this pumped. for me. Try and try and ruin this for me. What what was the prediction? Yeah, yeah you gotta okay. know. So, so I'm okay. I'm pretty impressed with this. I that's why I can't take credit. Um, so you know, at the start of the the last episode, basically they say, you know, we gotta travel sublight because hyperspace kills these eggs, right? Mm. That's the whole reason they have to travel yeah. sublight. But it doesn't really go anywhere, right? Right. Like other than that, they just travel sublight and then they they go to the next planet. They crash as a result, but. Uh, it doesn't really go anywhere. So the whole time, Yoda's little Yoda is eating all these eggs, right? And he's just like downing them in like one go. And I, what I or what my girlfriend thought, she's like, okay, here's what's gonna happen. At some point in this show, they're gonna be forced to go into hyperspace, all right? And they're gonna go into hyperspace, and all the eggs in the little backpack, they're all gonna die. And it's going to be super sad. But right at the end of the episode, little Yoda just barfs up all the <laughs> eggs. Oh, man. Ah. Oh, and he saves the day. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's actually the real, great. The real, <laughs> the real main character of, this, of the Mandalorian. Yeah, and I'm like, they could have still done all the monster stuff, gone through that whole thing. And, you know, because this is usually what they've been doing with yoda in the first place is that they've he's kind of been like this goofy baby but he just kind of ends up saving the day somehow in the end yeah and yeah. i thought i'm like he that didn't really do anything this episode. that would have been so fun that's a good prediction i, I actually like that a lot yeah but um, said like instead like reed i think mentioned earlier he's just like a monster He's I, just <laughs> killing all of these babies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I briefed this on Twitter that there was a lot of people really angry about that. And yeah. The, well, a lot of people were. Yeah, they, people started like boycotting Mandalorian because of it. Because they're like, oh, brother. Yeah, this is uh, a thing. Like, baby Yoda just like committed genocide. No. From what I read, they were even wrong about what they were mad about because they were saying. That they were really mad because the frog people said it was the, the last of their species. But if you actually watch the episode, it's the last, says, of, line. It's the last of her her family line. It has yeah. nothing to do with the species. It means their species yeah. are fine. It's just her 
personal family bloodline. So they were they were wrong <laughs> about what they were boycotting. Just saying. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I think it's a dumb boycott either way. <laughs> but, well, apparently, yeah, this episode they forgave them because of Bo-Katan, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Well, I was expecting him to get paid, but I guess the the reward was that he gets taken to the planet that the Mandalorians are on. I guess I don't know. The not information because he sends this case. So the guy's like, "Oh yeah, bro, I know where the Mandalorians are." Sends him yeah. into the the bar or the cafe or whatever, and then there's like, it's like, "Oh yeah, hey, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy," and they take him yeah. out. And it's like, "Whoa, I'm just gonna kill you," and then the Mandalorians yeah. just show up. I was like, really like, okay, like thanks, bro, for nothing. Just like brought it mo at least most of your offspring like you know have cross freaking sublight space <laughs> maybe they killed other mandalorians so that's how they the word got out so there's like it's like a trap they've set to get a bunch of them oh maybe yeah, yeah. uh anyway yeah so that's that's pretty much all we got i guess but um yeah thanks for coming on guys uh yeah thanks man so we'll yeah, yeah. we'll uh, good to be a... here thanks for having me yeah, always yeah and thanks uh bryce for dropping in uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, we well, glad to hit all these consecutive. Uh, I'm glad I haven't missed one yet, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, right? Guys, he's been here every week. He's just been listening. <laughs> <laughs> you guys would never do one of these without me, right? right? Never. No, man. Oh, no, 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 you, no way. No old. way. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> all right. See you guys. Bye bye. Bye bye. Adios. All right, guys, thanks so much for coming back on the show. And uh, for all of you guys listening at home, thanks again for tuning in. And I hope you are enjoying our Mandalorian uh, Mondays or Ma Mandalorian nights, I guess. Uh, this episode actually dropped on Tuesday, but uh, we're going to try and drop them on Monday uh, going forward just because, uh, you know, weekend and uh, and people just want to talk about Mando as soon as the as soon as the week they roll around because uh, over the weekend uh, online if you hadn't heard about it you know people fans just trying not to post spoilers online I think uh, Monday is kind of the, uh, the 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 ground the rule breaking day uh, you know finally able to post those spoilers online and, and what else so uh, so yeah um, gonna try and drop those as soon as possible because of course it's only another couple days before the next episode comes out so lots to look forward to and uh you know if you guys are able to give us a hand five star rating on itunes would be spot on perfect um as well as anywhere else you can rate the podcast just uh please do us a favor and uh you know if you can do a five star that would be amazing and uh you know thanks again for tuning in feel free to contact the show we'd love to hear your voice if you have any questions or comments uh drop us a voicemail at the voicemail link listed in the description you can find us on twitter at sw escape podcast and our email is the escape pod at outlook.com we'll see you next week and may the force be with you it's like